Hi, my name is Adam Parker. Um, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host oh. Matthew Olson, and uh, we're the RPG guys. So, and as you can imagine, today we're going to talk about role-playing games, specifically tabletop role-playing. That's right. And uh, in case you couldn't figure it out from the title of this episode, it's the introduction, getting started. So, I mean, uh, kind of let you know us, we've been playing, I mean, shoot, we've been interested in role-playing games for years now. And so, I mean, technically, we've been playing role-playing games for years. It, Tabletop has been a little bit more in the past recent couple years. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But the main gist is you want to get started in Tabletop RPGs, but you're not sure where to begin not sure what you like you're not sure about any of it and the easiest thing to do is just dungeons and dragons da, 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 da. fifth edition preferably seriously it's it's dumbed down to the point where a monkey could learn it meat and potato i mean if we can if we can figure it out probable high chance that you can kind of figure it out as like well like 99.99% chance you'll you'll get it Day one. Oh yeah. I mean, not to say there's not gonna be a learning curve. Everything has a learning curve, but it's it's such a simple platform now that it it really is almost like a a plug and play. Especially if you know if this is your first time as a player, um, making a martial class, which means you know, like a fighter, barbarian, and all this other stuff we'll get into later down. Um, but pretty much, guy with big stick. Big sharp stick hit someone is martial class, and uh, that's that's hard to goof up. <laughs> so, you want to get started with Dungeons and Dragons? The best place to start is the there's actually a starter set. Easy enough. It's about twenty bucks, and it comes with pre-written adventures. And you don't have to buy any books or anything like that. It'll come with a tiny, a tiny little like gist of the rules, as well as like items and other things that you'd need in the adventure yeah. just to kind of get you started oh yeah i, I was... mean shoot that was yeah that was our first goal is uh what was that called the uh, the lost minds of vandover yeah that was really fun um that was matt's first time dming my first time playing um fun yes chaotic very much so. The first five minutes into it, and they were already harvesting horse meat. <laughs> like, the to set the scene, they, they were coming up. Like, they literally just started the adventure, gave them the breakdown of what was happening. Hey, you're working for this guy. He went on ahead. And then they was like, all of a sudden you see a block in the road. And as you get closer, you see, like, two dead horses and a cart kind of, like, pulled off to the side of, like pulled off into the middle of the road, blocking it, and their first thought was, how much horse meat can we get? It's true. I mean, my character, his name was Boris, uh, a Russian human, of course, you know. So, uh, how much horse meat can I harvest, comrade? In, uh, wound up with 20 pounds of horse meat, and let me tell you, it was, it was 40 total, because it was 20 per person harvested. It was great. Um, best time of our lives. Um, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. You're gonna have a blast.
I mean, some things to keep in mind, regardless if you're a player or if you're the DM, right? <clears throat> you're going to you're gonna want to know how to kind of improv, roll with those punches. I mean, I don't know how many times in, in any of our games that, you know, someone will say something or someone will do something that none of us have thought of. Because, I mean, that's that's one of the best parts of these games is if you can think it, you can probably do it, you know. Um, it's literally limited by your imagination and how nice the dice want to be with you. Also, how nice your dungeon master is, because sometimes they don't let that shit fly, and you can't always just seduce the dragon. Although, if you want to take no points of damage, I suggest a bag of holding uh, being inserted in. If you're going to just go raw dog on that that. That dragon there, um, use a bag of holding, it's like 50 cubic feet, you should, you know, you should be fine, no points of damage there. Anyway, so, like, it can be intimidating, because there's a lot of rules and stuff to learn, so, if you and your friends are going to get started, definitely go down that route. Start with the beginner set. Everyone gets some dice, and don't worry about not having miniatures or a board or anything to play on, because we started, we took a, well, just your average old whiteboard, we took a ruler, and then we took a permanent marker, and we made the one by one inch squares off of this thing, and then we just drew things, like little scribbles for, green scribbles for trees or whatnot, like black lines for the road, and we used magnets we didn't have figurines we used magnets for our characters to represent where they were and then we had bottle caps as well also bottle caps for some and then we took the marker and for like a goblin i wrote g1 by it and that was where goblin one was so every time goblin one wanted to move you had to erase it and then just count out your steps moves 30 feet this way and put g1 back over that way yeah, it was it was definitely slower paced, but I mean that's the that's kind of nice is you really don't have to have a a huge amount of startup for this 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 game, right? Um, biggest thing is if you're just doing the starter set, get the starter set. If you want to kind of go a little bit more deep dive into it, then pick up your you know your player's handbook, your dungeons, uh, your DM guide, dungeon master's guide, and that monster manual. Um, those are the big three you need to get started. Oh, yeah. So all those other books that are, like, extra, like, Bolo's Guide to Monsters and everything else, like, that, that's all extra. If you're just getting in, go with the starter set. You say, hey, I like that adventure, it was fun, I want to do more, then buy the big three. Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, and... That Monster's Manual. The Monster Manual. And you don't have to buy it all yourself. If you have a group of you and a few friends, you can all split the cost. Oh, yeah. That way, you know, you're not dropping 200 bucks on books and figures and maps and stuff when you really get into it. Everyone splits the cost, and they all just use it for the party. Mm -hmm. So it seems like a lot to get, but when you break it up four or five ways, then it's like, it's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, like, that was kind of, honestly, that was what I remember was more intimidating for us at the start was we didn't know where to go, what to buy, what not to buy, you know, we didn't, we went in this thing just completely blind, um, and... With no expectations either, we just went in there and freaking... Yeah, I mean, 
<laughs> I heard about this fun game called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, let us try it. By the end of like three weeks, I had captured a goblin, made it my pet, and named it Bill. <laughs> Got it wooden dentures. I forgot about that. <laughs> See what I say with what we mean when we say you can do pretty much anything you want. So, captured the goblin, right? <laughs> you just basically beat him into submission and wouldn't let him die. Anytime he ran away, boom, zero hit points. And then just kind of like knocked him unconscious, made sure, threw some dirt on him, made sure he didn't die. And then, obviously, he's a goblin, so he didn't have the best dental hygiene. <laughs> and so I punched out his teeth. So, yes, punched out his teeth. And they're like, well, you can't have no teeth. How are you going to eat? So I got. A I had to make up a random character, a woodcutter, or a freaking carpenter, yep. right? <laughs> because, <laughs> because Boris was like, he needs teeth. Wooden teeth would be okay. I'm going to go find a, a carpenter. So I had to make a person up on the fly and just like, like in a random location and then give him a random accent. I went with Russian just for the... Because that was the theme of the thing. It was like just Russian assholes. We did that. There's two Russian super soldiers and then a halfling thief who was very bad at being a thief. Horrible at being a thief. <laughs> Didn't know how to thief at all. <laughs> and then Bill, who I used as uh, a pet and a weapon. Mostly a weapon. Mostly a weapon. It wasn't really a pet. It, it was a slave. A goblin slave. Hey, but that's acceptable. You gotta remember, anything's possible here. It's because they're not really people. <laughs> they're actually not. They're, they're goblins. goblins. <laughs> oh. So, um, yeah, I mean, what what would you say, though, Matt, would be your, I guess, like, your big points if you want to be a DM? Like, things that you need to kind of talk to yourself about and be like, hey, do I think this is a good fit for me, or should I try and try being a player first? Well... It's always, it's kind of scary to just, like, die right in. But if you're with, if you're just with friends, then it doesn't really matter. You're going to, you're going to mess up. You're not going to know things. Especially if you're all new and you're going in it together, it's, it's okay. Also, pre-written adventure. Do not just start Dungeons and Dragons and try and, like, make up stuff. Especially when you know nothing about it. Like, just do a few pre-written adventures first, right? And then once you feel comfortable with that and you, like... You can just you don't have to do it by the book either. Get your pre-written adventure, like the Lost Minds of Fandelver, and then have that as like a base, and then you can add a quest here, add a side quest here, add a side objective. You know, maybe oh they got to level five and we're all done with the book, but you know they don't want to be done with these characters, so I'll just add you know a session of two or like of a after quest. You know that way you you already have that base, you already have those characters, and it's like. They're already set up, and then you can just kind of add on to it. And then if you want to, you can just basically branch off and make a whole 1 to level 20 campaign if you want to off of that. But oh, yeah. easiest thing to do, start with a pre-written adventure, right? Yep. And that, um, you know, another guy in our group, uh, I was talking to him about it last mm -hmm. night, um, was saying that the Adventures League uh, modules um, are actually pretty cheap. I think you're talking at max $5 a pop. And you can, you know, each one is tailored for, you know, levels 1 through 5, or, or level 1 through 4, sorry, 5 through 10. Um, no, that was right. I think it was 1 through 5, and then 6 through 10. Yeah. Then, yeah. Th those are 5 levels each. 
and um but you know they're tailored in such a way that it's not you know if you guys don't feel comfortable like you know especially if you're a fresh dm right and you're not i don't know gung-ho and slightly retarded like me um who decides to write an actual book for his first fucking campaign um that's a great start point you know and and to be honest i i do wish i had i had knowledge about that before <laughs> um because what we've been in my campaign for two years close to it close to two years and i know it's... that sounds like a lot but we've played like maybe like maybe 10 sessions because the one big problem with having a D group is scheduling conflicts oh yeah best thing to do is don't be like when's everyone available blah 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 set a date or a day of the week and then everyone schedules their crap around D. &D. Mm -hmm. like oh i work tuesdays but just go to work try and reschedule it like i can't work tuesdays and then boom yeah, D&D and, &D on Tuesdays. And, you know, like, you don't... I mean, one thing is, like, life happens, right? You know, especially if you're, you know, if you're a mid-20s person, so, you know... Like us. Yeah, like yeah. us. It's... Life's gonna freaking happen, right? Um, It's, you know, kind of shitty, to be honest. I kind of wish I was still in high school sometimes, just for these moments where it's like, fuck class, let's go play! Or, you know, like, you get out at, like, two, three ish oh. and then you have the whole rest of the day if you're not you know doing three hours of wrestling practice or, or cross country or track yeah but even then you still have saturday like saturdays and sundays like always off oh, you don't yeah. always have that in the adult, adult world life. but yeah. anyway back onto the topic of what you need to get started basically buy the starter set it's the best way to get started it comes with the like basic rules how to play the game, a little adventure that could take like four or five sessions. So depending on how often you meet, you know, that could be a little over a month to five months yeah. if you meet once a month. Yeah. And I mean, I think what worked for us, there, well, no, we definitely have done more than 10 sessions because there was a point in time where we could do it once every two weeks. Or even like sometimes every week. Which was amazing. I'm not going to lie. That was that was Krispy Kreme. But... Yeah. Like, it's it, it's exciting. Like, you wake up on Sunday and you're like, oh. Like, you don't have to, you're not worried about, like, going to work and you're not worried about, you know, oh, I gotta go to this doctor's appointment or I gotta, you know, take my dog to the vet or whatever. No, it's, like, suddenly Matthew doesn't exist anymore. I'm Thorin. I'm knee-deep in shit. I've got an axe that talks to me and I'm trying to communicate with a guy halfway across the world for the first time and he's pissing himself and wasting his 25 words yeah and uh <laughs> you know i mean no that's a hundred percent accurate you know like sundays roll around and i'm like sweet i get to watch these guys you know for me the dm side of thing is like i get to watch these knuckleheads right try and try and make sense of this world that i've built um and you know like i said like we've been saying you don't have to build a world you know, you could take the pre-written modules and add in your flavor text, change in, change names out, add in, you know, an item or whatever you want, right? But it's still a lot of fun to watch, um, watch your players, like how they do things, because you know, there's a lot of things that I've never thought of that these guys have done. You know, um, a prime example was uh, the party at one point in time threw our halfling barbarian 
at a, at a group of goblins. And I, I don't mean like, you know, threw him five feet. I mean, they took, like, was it two of you guys picked him up and literally chucked him it was, 30 it, feet? It was it was just me. I, oh, I, that's I, right. I nat 20 it. That's right, yeah, <laughs> nat 20s. You gotta love nat 20s. Like I said before, just get yourself the beginner's, the starter set. Run that with, like, you don't even need a lot of people. If you only have two other friends who are interested, you can DM for two people, and then you... Yeah, our first ma our first session, our first group was three. Me... Yeah. Well, four total. Me as the dungeon master, and then the three of you. Yeah. So if you want to start small and work your way up, I recommend doing that. Probably get, it with like, three friends, including yourself as a dungeon master, and then go from there. But get that, and just have fun with it. Do not be worried about, oh, like, yeah. if you watch Critical Role... Great, great show. Great show. Like it's beautiful, but not everyone can be Matthew Mercer. <laughs> Trust me, that, that man. There's one. There's ridiculous. one Matthew Mercer, and you are not him. But you know what you are? You're you. Have fucking fun. Don't take it too seriously. Just if you you don't have to be serious. You don't have to set a dark tone unless you're trying to do that. Just like have fun with it. Remember, like you're not Matthew Mercer. So you don't have to do crazy voices, but just try it and have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I did a voice for Bill, like the <laughs> goblin that was taken, and I just did this, and he kind of just went like that, and he was like, okay. <laughs> Think of like, like, mm, the almost like the the personality of Morty, but not quite the voice. Yeah, from Rick and Morty. That's actually, yeah, Mor Morty's personality with. <laughs> With a with a weird ah kind of voice, <laughs> yeah. But just have fun, and like that's it. Just read over, just read over the module before you do it. Just once or twice. Don't at least. you don't have to read the entire thing if you want to. Just read through the entire thing so you kind of have an understanding of how the story is gonna flow, and then, like, I know if it's your first time, you're not gonna be like. What's a session? Are we going to play for three hours? Are we going to play for nine? We've played for like, I think, nine, ten hours one time. Yeah, I think our I think our max was we started at noon and you guys all left my house at ten something, like ten fifteen. Yeah, but we weren't playing the whole time. We took breaks. We had pizza. Breaks. Pizza. I'm telling you. You got to have snacks. Snacks. Anyway, like, just break it down, right? Like... At least in the Lost Minds of Fandelver, I looked back through it not long ago, there's chapters, right? Chapter 1, 2, and 3. So chapter 1, that can be your first session. Just figure out everything there is in chapter 1. Characters, like, encounters, monsters. Learn those. Have an idea of what you want everything to be like, sound like, or just improv in the moment, right? However you're feeling. Like, goblins can just, or like... Just make voices. Just have fun with it. And don't take it too seriously. And just yeah. just plan ahead. Don't be the dungeon master who comes to the table and doesn't have anything prepared. And you're sitting there. Like, they ask you a question. And they you, you know, you're sitting there trying to figure it out. Get the, get the important story stuff, right? I'm not saying take notes and have everything planned out. Because your players are going to throw everything off. We'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> just don't plan everything out. Just the major chunks, the meat and potatoes, all the extra sides and flavors or whatever, improv. Yeah. And take notes once you've improved it. Like, if you make a character and they go along with the party for a while, 
remember that character, write down notes, and if it helps, just record the game. That way you can go back and listen to it and remember it later. Mm-hmm. And if you want to, you can post it. Because every time we play, it's hilarious. Maybe just to us, but we're dying <laughs> of laughter half the time from the things we've done. So if you want to be a dungeon master, relax, get a module, and just read into lore too. Because the lore of Dungeons and Dragons is really cool. And there's a lot of stuff in the books that they don't tell you about. That you'll have to dive the deep, dark, weird parts of the internet. Yo. I'm not talking about like, you know... Rule 34. Rule 34 stuff. But, you know, just nerdy kind of uh, sites where it's the porn is weird lore facts. And yeah, not... the, yeah, it's more word porn versus visual porn at this point in time. And it's... It's not even, like, sexy time. It's more of, like, well, fuck, I didn't know that was a thing. Ooh. That's awesome. Mm. Mm. You're telling me I can resurrect people? Mm. You're telling me there's eight different types of, what is it called, lycanthropy? Yep. Mm. Yeah, were-rats. No one talks for, about were-rats. For, for those of you who don't know, lycanthropy are basically were- werewolves. Or were beans. A disease or were bears or fucking were rats or fucking I think there's a were boar. there's a were boar. I think is that I think there's a were tiger too. Yep. There's and there's an offshoot of the were tiger, the were snow tiger. Because of course there is. And it's it's interesting because it's not we'll we'll get into more of like monsters. Different, different type of monsters and what our favorites are later on, but like just just look into that and then you'll get hooked, trust me. Like, you'll be like, this is cool. Because they all have, like, their different types of societies and personalities. They're not, like, all the same. Oh, yeah. I mean, another thing, too. I mean, because we've been talking a lot about DMs, right? And you're like, cool, Adam. Cool, Matt. Um, I don't want to be a DM. I want to fucking... I want to smack me. I want to smack people. Or I want to, I don't know, Eldritch Blast people. Or <laughs> Fireball! Or I just want to sneak around and, like, steal people's stuff, right? Yeah. Or intimidate someone and be like, no. Or, or you're feeling, you're feeling really, really charming today. And you want to pick up that loot and serenade some... Or a bagpipe. <laughs> or a bagpipe. Our, our bard has a bagpipe. <laughs> our bard has bagpipes. Because nothing screams sexy like bagpipe. And a kilt. <laughs> Oh, so you know things for for a player, right? I mean, you're you're honestly kind of have, I wouldn't say the easier job. It's just a different job in in I guess the the plane of the game, right? It's definitely easier. The you DM think so? the DM has to keep track of everything. Fair. And as the player, you can forget something, but the your player. character doesn't necessarily forget something. So you just ask the DM, and the DM has to say no. You didn't go right, you went left, and you didn't save the princess. You tore out her insides, and you sold them for, like, marbles. Okay? They're like, oh, yeah, that we did really do that. That sounds that, really That's why they're angry at us. Okay. That sounds, that sounds like, pointed at someone. I don't know why. It's definitely pointed towards someone sitting right next to me. Oh, fuck. That was me. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, the reason why I said I don't know if it's necessarily easier, right, is because... While you don't have to keep track of everything, you're, it's your actions that build this world, right? The DM, you know, you guys are both kind of doing this dance, right, of 
player does something and DM reacts. And then player reacts to DMs. And then it's just, you know, I guess, a loop or a cycle, right? Of just, you know, this perpetual dance of, like, building out your, your and fleshing out your world. Yeah. So it's, it's a real back and forth kind of thing. As a DM, you build the world. You uh, basically, the players experience the world through you, through your voice, your actions, and what you set up. But you're not completely in charge, right? Oh God, no! Anything. In fact, sometimes. in fact, you're. You might think you're the dungeon master, but you're the dungeon bitch most of the time. Yeah, right? it's you're getting dragged along on, on some some batshit adventure because. Wait, you're telling me I can walk down this road, and you fucked up because you already told them there was a road and you shouldn't have done that. You see, so now instead of hey, we're supposed to go to this castle, right? And and kill all these bad guys inside, but now we're going down this road and there's a village that you have to make up 37 miles away that they're going to have to deliver medicine to now because Urgok, the fucking village leader, has chlamydia. <laughs> Welcome just, to being a DM! If you, if you go into D&D as a DM and want complete control and basically are just basically telling a story, go write a book. Because 100%. that's that's what you want. You don't you don't <laughs> want to have play a game. You want to write a book and tell someone a story. If you want to experience a story with somebody, you have the meat and potatoes. You know what could happen, but you don't know what will happen. And nine times all. out of ten, it's not even going to be close to what you thought would might happen. <laughs> I can't tell you how. I had a character lick a stone wall because they wanted to taste and see how old. And what type of stone it was. I had another one shove their hand through this weird light, right? That they had just been shown cuts off flesh, right? From all these other creatures. But hey, you know what? I'm off. I'm, I am a different type of creature. Let me shove my hand in. Oh, and there goes a finger. Who the thunk? Anyway, as a player, it's... It's honestly, I feel it's easier. You don't have to keep track of, there's things like, once you get into it, initiatives. So when you go into combat, you'd roll initiative, and you'd take your d20, and you roll it, whatever it lands on, like let's say it's a 10, and then you take your, like, initiative, initiative bonus, right? Which is based completely off of your dexterity score. So if your dexterity score is a 16, that means you have a plus 3 to dexterity and dexterity-based skills, which means you have a plus 3 to initiative. I know this kind of sounds like a lot, but after you've connected all the dots, it's stupid simple. I can do all the math in my head really fast. You ask me a question like this, you know, like, at level 9 with a 18 strength, what is my to hit going to be? And I'd be like, oh, that's simple. At level 9, it should be a plus 4 to, like, plus 4 yep. to proficiency, and then you have a plus 4 based off of your score, so you should have a plus 8, eight. to hit. Unless you have a magical weapon that gives you another bonus, so. Oh yeah, and you know you'll you'll experience all that. Um, I mean, I guess like a big big thing as being a player too is you know. You just go into it. I mean, don't expect you know, especially if you guys are new, right? Don't expect. I mean, honestly, it, it all goes back to that critical role. Yeah. Don't expect that. Don't expect Matthew Mercer to show up at the table. Don't expect your friend to be able to even compare to that. Like, just don't expect it. Just have fun. Go with it. Use your imagination, right? Become that character. Role play. It's a role playing game. 
So Whoa. just get into it. I know, right? Don't RPG, sit there. RPG, role-playing game? Don't sit there with like a monotone voice and be like, I attack the rat. Hey, Gorok wants to attack the rat. Like, attack, attack the giant rat. You are Gorok. You, so just say in your voice, you're big burly orc with a two-hand axe. Like, I'm going to attack that fucking, like, I'm going to attack that fucking rat. And you're going to like, and then just get into it. Like, oh yeah. physically grab nothing. Like, you're holding an axe. Like, like mime it and then attack, you know, so the DM can see what you're doing. And sometimes if you're a good DM, like, just be like, how are you attacking? Like, what angle are you coming at? Like, are you coming down? Are you swinging up? Are you just, like, taking your axe and kind of, like, like pushing them away with it? Like, bam! Or, like, right in the face. Like, what's going on? That way, when the DM's like, okay, roll to hit, and you actually hit, they can describe it to you. Like, you come down with your axe and just right into his, his, right shoulder. Into his shoulder. And it sinks in, and the blood starts to pull down as his, like, arm separates from his body a little. And you rip the axe back out. You know, so yeah. the the DM can describe some things to you, and you hear his like blood curdling screams as he realizes he he messed up. You know, and like honestly, as a player, one of the best things, and I don't know if this is gonna be true for everyone, right? But like hearing, how do you want to do this, right? Yeah, that, that's that's something. If watch Matthew Mercer and try and like pick out some things that you like, because I like how he, like when the big boss dies or like a big creature dies. He's like, how do you want to do this? Like, that to me, that's exciting, like Adam said, because you as the player, basically, you get to take over for a moment, and you get to tell your DM, this is exactly how I would kill this werewolf, or this is exactly how I want to end the big bad, right? And then it can make for a really epic moment as you're standing there, like, triumphant over the dead body of your enemy. I mean, it can also lead to interesting situations, like, uh, like a bag of dicks. No, please, please don't do this. I think your DM will hate you. So, 100%, they will. But if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of the, I guess I'm kind of a chaotic person. True chaotic neutral over here. 100%, right? Um, so one of the things, right, is that uh, we started, you know, my character started collecting, or Boris started collecting a, a bag of dicks. Uh, every time there was a dead... Goblin. Get a dead goblin, if it was a, a male... Of- Goblin dicks. Uh, I chopped them. They were all male for some reason. Weird, right? I think I had like 63 dicks at one point in time in a bag. We go up to the big bad. Um, also, side note, befriended an owl bear because of course Boris did. Um, yeah, intimidated him by throwing a bag of dicks at him. The, the, not the owl bear, obviously. The big boss goblin. The big boss guy. The, big, the, the boss of that area, the goblin king. Or whatever he his name was, like first thing is they bust through the door, they kind of got a little bit of a surprise round. Oh no, it wasn't even that. The you befriended the owl bear, so yep. I was like, okay, I'll have the owl bear help you. Cause I was thinking to myself, this is a kind of tough fight, and they're kind of running low because they decided to search the entire castle and kill everything else before finding the boss. I mean, it's what Boris would have wanted. It's true. So I was like, instead of fighting this owl bear, I'll just have him help it out. Because the owl bear won't be doing that well, right? I was rolling so well for that owl bear. That owl bear could have beat a fucking Tarrasque, I swear. <laughs> hey, right? Just rolling natural 20s and like high 19s the entire time. Like, this owl bear is doing most of the work. But So the owl bear bursts in through the like wooden door, right? A roll strength check, natural 20 for the owl bear. So he bursts through the wooden door, enters, and then of course. 
Boris, or Adam over here, had a high initiative. So the first thing he does, because he's after the surprise round, which was the bear, grabs the bag of dicks on his turn and throws it at the Goblin King just to have him open it up and <laughs> scream, bag scream of in terror. And that was his entire turn, because... Eat a bag of dicks! Thump! It, it made for interesting, but, an interesting situation. I mean, if you do that, uh, definitely tell us about it so we can laugh and, uh, you know, experience the joys. Yes, please. Please. <laughs> just please. Just let us know. But, <laughs> no, um, I mean, you know, especially because, like, as a, as a player, right, you're kind of having to walk into everywhere blind and kind of give a lot of trust to your DM to not just lead this story, but kind of hope that you're not going to die, kind of. I mean, if you do die, it happens. We haven't had, a, a, like, any deaths, but we've definitely gotten... We've gotten close. Um, yeah. There like, was a Banshee incident. There was a few times where we should have died, or when I was DMing, they should have died, but... I didn't want to... Everyone was having fun. I was just... Like, I tried to go for fun. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, so I didn't want to kill him off. Especially since it was, like, session number one. Mm-hmm. And somehow I nat 20 on, like, the boss guy. And I should have killed our monk. Like, instant clean. Like, done. Done. Because for some reason I was like, I'll make him roll two d12s. And then I'll roll both of those two d12s and get both 12s, which is 24. And then he critted... So I just doubled the dice, which would have been 48, and our monk only had, like, maybe 30 health. So that would have instantly killed the monk. Yeah, like, hey, I'm negative. Well, it was nice knowing you. It was nice knowing you. Yeah, and, um, I mean, not everyone's going to be like that. You might wind up with a, uh, a group that is like, nope, you're dead. You're dead. And roll a new character. That's right. And that's kind of another thing is... is it can suck, especially if you've spent, God, months building a character, right? And only for it to... Yeah, building a backstory, building abilities, picking out your perfect spells, getting gear for that specific, you know, character and class, only to, like, die, and then your DM's like, yeah, make a new class, new character. And, you know, but there's kind of, a, a I guess, a silver lining to that. And you know what that is? You get to build a whole new fucking character, and you get to have the same amount of fun with it. Sure, it's not, you know, Big Dickicus, you know, the Barbarian, but, you know, you know, Little Bitchicus, the wizard, who can send fireballs flying out of his fingertips, he's pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah, in fact, I mean, shit, I mean, everyone knows, what is it? Uh, there's, a, there's an old saying that it's linear, Marshall is linear, and that um, spell casting is exponential. exponential. Yeah. Level 1 wizards, you're, you're going down all the time. <laughs> Level 20 wizards, you're Nukes. bringing the world down if you want to. <laughs> Meteor swarm. Like, <laughs> like the first like five levels all go to martial class. Like hands down. Once you hit level 5, that's where the wizard gets, or the sorcerer, gets fireball. And then that's when they start becoming really effective. Because they also get, so people go to a fireball, I'm going over sidetracking here, but people go to fireball with wizard because, oh, I can do a lot of damage. But try slow mm. and oh. haste. 
Oh, especially if you have martial class type people in your party. Because haste, just, in fact, buy D&D, &D, buy the book. Read that spell. Read that spell. In fact, just go, Google it right now. Go up, get on your phone, haste, D&D &D spells, haste, read its effects. Because it might not sound all that great, but if you're a barbarian and you dish out like 20 damage every hit, and now suddenly you get another attack to hit with, and because you're a barbarian and you can swing recklessly and basically always hit, you're just dealing another 20-some damage. Or you can be an asshole and you can put haste on the big bad and then immediately take it off, which gives, what is it, one round of exhaustion? One round where he's basically, I think the spell describes it as like lethargic and like you don't move, like slow you, down, it, it, like you lose, you lose a round of combat. So if you, you got to be careful with that because if you are the wizard... And you put, like, haste on your barbarian, and then you get hit, and you fail a con concentration check, then your barbarian loses a round. But it lasts for one minute or ten rounds, so if the barbarian can't down it in ten rounds, you probably shouldn't have been fucking with it in the first place. Actually, that's a valid point, yeah. Like, but, if, if it takes ten rounds for your barbarian to down it, you still probably should have thought about it a little bit <laughs> that's, harder. That's a little... Oh, well, it's kind of sketch. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, you're, you know, like, I, I like being a player because I can do things, I can build whatever I want, you know, uh, tiefling paladins are hilarious, I love them, I love the idea of them, you know, looks like a fucking demon, really nice guy, though, like, really nice guy, he was raised in a monastery. And then there's the, your counterpart, the ASMR sorcerers, who's just a freaking dickhead. Oh, hundred percent. Very rude. He'll burn your he'll burn your orphanage to the ground because, yeah. you know, he wanted that last apple or something. As simple as that. Oh yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. That's that's the biggest thing, and and that's the most important thing. Just go in it, go in there, have fun. Yeah, make some friends, kill some enemies. I don't know. Oh, and one more important thing in your group of friends with D&D, &D, have more than one dungeon master. Please. Please. Have more than two. If there's four of you, you should each be taking turns DMing, even if it's just pre-written encounters and you're, you're not sure if you want to do your own. You don't have to big this. You don't even have to, like, build this big, huge world where you go on a, like, a huge, long campaign where you play every week and it's three years long. Do some one-shots. Do some, like, five shots, you know? Five sessions. It doesn't have to be a super big in-length story. You just, like, here's your objective. Here's what you're going to do. And then you go do it. And you make. You don't have to start at level one. You can start at level five or ten or twenty or whatever and just have a fun story. Yeah. And, I mean, the reason why we say that, honestly, is because your, your DM, your main DM, right, the, the guy that you all know as your, your true DM, the DM of DMs, will appreciate it. He gets to, you know, finally play. He gets to finally be like, ho, ho, ho. DMing is a lot of fun. And it's very rewarding. But it's also very exhausting. Which, on the other hand, playing is a lot of fun. Very rewarding. But I don't feel like it's very exhausting at all. Because, again, your DM is doing 90% of everything. And you're just giving him input. Yeah. To which you wait for output. 
Oh, yeah. And the DM, especially if you, you have six people at the table all trying to give you input, <sighs> that's when it's like, okay, okay, slow it down one at a time from left to right. What do you want to do? Okay, let's take that chunk. Let's go do it. Meanwhile, what do you want to do? And then that takes like an hour because everyone wants to go off on 10-minute tangents to like go try and pick up the local wench at a tavern or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Boris married a shopkeeper. It's true. Oh, and Bill had many, many goblin children. Well, no, Bill had... He had... His lineage oh, is great. Oh, he had one child. His child had many, many children. Who had many, yeah. many children. We we rolled the dice for that. <laughs> yeah, one. Twenty. <laughs> oh, that one. That one was smooth, smooth talking motherfucker. Oh. Or, you can now buy Bill uh, plushies. <laughs> no, you can't. Ignore that. <laughs> we should make a Bill plushie. I mean, wooden teeth goblin. Wooden teeth goblin. Oh. No, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's pretty much the gist for starting. It's, it's yeah. more or less the most expensive, you know, the expensive part comes with your books. And Miniatures. you don't have to go... Like, if you want to be baseline, right, you don't even actually need anything. You can do it all word of mouth. Like, hey, you know, uh, Torok is, you know, five feet to the left of, you know, city guard number one. What do you want to do? Yeah. He means no maps, no figurines, no uh, keeping track of anything, which I don't recommend if you're new-new. Oh, yeah. Because it's a lot to keep track of, and you're already, as the DM, keeping track of a lot. Trust me, when you get to that point where you're rolling six, seven initiatives, and then you have to keep track of six, seven other initiatives, and you're sitting there like, this guy has a 20, so he's going first, and you have a 19, but you have a 19, so they have to roll off, or, you know, his dexterity is higher than his, so he'll go first, and it's just, it gets complicated. Actually, my recommendation is to use an app and try and set up your encounters beforehand with pre-rolled initiatives at least for the monsters and then you add in the players and then you hit start and it'll show who's first yeah i'm a little bit more old school i uh maybe i'm also more of a masochist i don't know but i love like writing down everyone's and what did you roll and what did you roll writing down their initiatives doing the math in my head like yeah this guy's going to go here and Hey, I need a uh, roll another one. Oh, okay, cool. You know, and it also for me, I guess it, it's a great, not story element, but it's a great um, element of suspense for suspense for your players, right? It's like, what is my DM doing? Why is he having me roll, right? I mean, that's a that's a fun element. It's gonna keep your players engaged, keeps you engaged, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know. <laughs> How many times have, you know, you guys been like, what the fuck was that roll for? And you're like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. missed a trap. Yeah. That, the, when the DM's just rolling to roll and then smiles, you, you, you already know you fucked up. Yeah. If the DM's trying to, like, get low and hide a smile behind the DM screen, just roll a perception check right away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you're gonna need to <laughs> a really big, really big key to key to point, right? For for everyone involved, right? 
is uh, if you hear the DM go, are you sure about that? Or, <laughs> so you want to do this, right? And they, they repeat what you just fucking said yeah, to them, if right? They, if they have to repeat, like, and I'm, I'm not talking about, like, they're like, you, you'll hear it in their voice. Are you sure you want to do that? That's, that's not them making sure they heard you correctly. That's them asking you one more time, are you absolutely positive you want to go down this rabbit hole? And, you know, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm not saying if he goes, are you sure you want to do that? And you go, oh, um, actually, no, never mind. I won't kick down the door to this cottage. I'll knock. Honestly, some of our more um, interesting <laughs> experiences have been, are you sure you want to do this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so you... <laughs> You want to drop your demonic axe down a trap door. Yes. Um, okay. I guess give me a roll. Roll's a natural 20. Well, your, uh, your axe, you know. <laughs> go, go get him, boy. To, to give a little context to this, uh, my first character and the character in Adam's really, really long two-year campaign is Thorin, a... Dwarven cleric, a life cleric, focused solely on healing. As as a dwarf, he's young. He's only 43 years old, which dwarves reach adulthood at 50, so he's a little immature. And he's also kind of stupid, because dump int, that doesn't matter, right? So, long story short, we're going along, bobbing along, doing our thing. We find a demon in a cavern, right? We kill it, and it drops this axe. Because I'm a dwarf, I can use axes. And because Thorin's stupid, I'm like, he's going to want that axe. That's another thing. Do what your character oh, would do. Yeah, not actually, what you would do. Actually, yeah. What your character would do. That is, I wouldn't have touched that axe with a 50-foot pull. I would have. But Thorin is stupid. I, honestly, I would have because I'm an asshole. And I don't care. But seriously, that is the biggest thing. Is um, It's a role-playing game. Play the Play your role. Yeah. Play your, your class role, your race role. And the actual freaking character. If your character has a fault or, or a trait, right? Like, I don't abandon my friends. Then why, you know, it doesn't make sense for your character to be, like, running away from the fight before anyone else does, right? Yeah. And, like, don't try and, like, save your character. Or, you know, I'm saying, if you can save your character, do it. But I'm not, like, don't go and do what your character wouldn't do, right? Don't, if your character is an asshole and he wouldn't stop for a bleeding child on the road don't stop even if you know it's going to be a quest and you're going to have fun adventures your character would walk past even if you as a person i would hope if you saw a child bleeding on the road you would help i mean i'm just hoping but i mean <laughs> or maybe you'd run away because you're like fuck this shit i'm out but anyway like just put, do what your character would do you know think about what your character would do not what you would do because, honestly, if you were in the middle of a freaking the forest and orcs started pouring out of the, the woodworks, I don't know about you, but I probably wouldn't even book twice. I would probably just start booking it. Like, nope, nope, nope. But Thorin would probably instantly cast some sort of spell to not only piss them off, but brutally murder them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's actually fair. It's, it's just, 
I know we cut off the other tangent, right? But like tangent after tangent. This crack. <laughs> not re- no, really, we're not on crack. <laughs> but not right now. But maybe later. Maybe later. Um, no, seriously, it's playing the freaking playing your freaking character to to that the absolute what they would be like. And I mean, there's I guess that's also kind of a double edged sword because then you're gonna have the rogue who steals from the party because. LOL, that's what my character would do. Try not to be that guy, though. When I say make a character and, like, stick to him, don't don't take your typical, like, oh, I'm a lawful good paladin. Like, lawful stupid paladin. Like, we can't kill this man. He needs to repent for his sin. Like, make it interesting. Like, don't you don't have to be an edgelord and, like, you know, like, oh, my backstory is so tragic. Or do something weird like that. Like, take a, take a person, right, and just give him a weird quirk. Like, I was thinking about making this character, like, it would, you suck in combat, but I think it would be an interesting role-playing character, is where it's a bard, and he talks a huge game, charisma's really high, but he sucks at combat. Like, skill-wise, he'll suck at combat, so I'm, I'm gonna do the, the point-buy system, and put everything in intelligence and charisma to the best of my ability, and dump strength, and, like, dump freaking like, whatever I can, like, dexterity, so he's, he could talk his way out of any situation, but if, on the one odd chance that he can't, he's not good in a fight. You know what they say, 60% of the time, it works every time. 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. So, he would really suck in combat, right? You don't have a lot of bonuses, you can't hit anything. Also, his character trait, or one of his, like, flaws would be that he's, he's a big wimp, so he's terrified of combat, so he freezes. Sometimes, so I have to roll like a wisdom save <laughs> for myself. Just basically adding flavor to the character, right? It doesn't have to be that lawful stupid or the rogue that just steals from the entire party until your party honestly gets pissed off with your bullshit and actually just murders your playable character. And then you get angry and then like the whole group dissolves because, you know, you're taking things too seriously. If you're, if you're going to do it and you're joking and everyone's having fun, then, then fine. Don't fight about made-up freaking money in a game that doesn't actually really like in a world that doesn't actually really exist who cares if they're your rogue pocketed an extra 10 gold your dm's about to dump like a thousand gold on you later anyway you'll be fine you don't need to buy the shiniest new pair of armor just have fun i buy the shiniest bikini i find anyway (laughs) so enough of the tangents honestly just if you want to get into it just get into it uh, I suggest you look up your local game stores for tabletops and go there and try and support them. But, you know, it's a pandemic, so if you don't want to leave your house or go places you haven't gone before. But that's what an adventure is! You say as you catch the coronavirus. Order it off Amazon. Have it come to your house, have your friends come over, and just figure it out together and have fun. You don't need to be Matthew Mercer. Have fun with it. Make some stuff up as you go along, mess up, and as a player, just role play. Pick a, pick one interesting thing or one thing your character does, and just try and do that consistently, you know. And just role play. Use silly voices. Who cares, right? You're not trying to impress anyone. You're just trying to have fun with your friends. It's true. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you have to lose? Right? Well, I mean, seriously. This was kind of always 
I don't know, maybe it's just my personality, right? But that's always what's made me kind of, like, laugh, like, oh, I get so nervous, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do an accent or something. One, you know, even if you don't know these people, right, and you somehow, I don't know, you have, like, a, a random group or whatever. Yeah, you find a group off offline, and you, like, meet up, or you go to an Adventures League thing. Everyone's there for the same purpose, right, which is to, one, have fun, right, that's, like, the most important thing. Have fun. Second most important thing role-play a game, which ties into step one, have fun, right? So, fucking do your voice, do your accent, you know, you know, be that guy that, you know, you know, oh, you know what, I do want to try and, you know, can I, can I tame this dire wolf? And the DM goes, are you sure about that? And you go, yeah, screw it. So what if I have a negative three to animal handling? Oh, nat 20 this, yeah, somehow. Yeah, nat 20's it, and the DM's like, well, shit, so that's, uh, what is that, 17, okay, well, they're not gonna eat you. But they don't particularly like, like you. And you're like, you know what, I'm doing it again! I'm doing it again! And the next thing you know, you have a dire wolf companion, right? And, yeah. maybe, and maybe you should have probably been a druid. <laughs> or a hunter. Whoa. Or, sorry, ranger. Ranger. Um, yeah, that's a different game. That is a different game. <laughs> so it's it's like, you know... Don't take yourself too seriously either. Also, like, don't, you know, like, I know a lot of people get into new stuff, and they go to other people, and they ask questions, and they get nervous. Like, like I honestly get excited when someone's like, I've never played D&D before, but I'd really love to try. Cause That's, like, crack to us. It's it's like, you've never played? Like, it's, it's like, so much fun. It's I not like, well, you've never played? <sighs> fucking loser. You don't sit in your fucking... Parents' basement, dress up like a wizard, and play Dungeons and Dragons with your friends? Actually, if you dress up, I hope you have a lot of money, because that shit gets expensive. Although, you know, it would really add to the... Oh, it would, but, like, full plate mail is like $1,000 still. I was thinking more of just, you know, your traditional wizard drove, because full plate mail is a bit much. No, no, if you're gonna play as a paladin, you best be in full plate mail. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the baseline introduction, um... Yeah, so just get the starter set, Dungeons and Dragons starter set. Get yourself, you know, two to three, maybe four friends, and pick a day that you all have off and just figure it out. Have fun and careful because you will become addicted to dice and you'll have like 20 pairs like I do. I have a brilliant set of metal ones. They're like brass. They are the my like probably one of my most favorite things in the entire world. When he rolls for damage, <laughs> <laughs> the, the table takes damage. The table takes damage. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. Hope you guys have enjoyed this, and hopefully, what is it next week or no? Probably in two weeks. We'll try and put another one out. Yeah, we'll try and pump another one of these out. Um. Right. So yeah, this has been uh, the RPG guys, and this was uh, introduction. So let us know what you guys think.